0: Each episode of Education with an Edge is meant to create, cultivate, and inspire honest discussion about issues affecting youth. Hosted by author, artist, educator, advocate, and speaker, Jacquel Lane.
1: Hello and welcome. My name is Jakelle Lane and I am your hostess with the mostess of Education with an Edge. And I am so very honored to have Miss Melissa Roth here with us today. Um, she is a credentialing manager for Arias Medical Group, uh, Medical Solutions Company. Melissa leads the amazing teams that ensure medical professionals have the proper work history, education, credentials, and a clear background prior to being allowed to work in facilities across the country. Melissa is a Nebraska girl born and raised. Her husband, Logan, son, Bryson, who's 16, and daughter, Hannah, who's 15, keep her on her toes. Melissa loves Husker football, anything baseball-related, traveling, and shopping. Currently, she is representing her community through her participation in the Mrs. Nebraska pageant that is scheduled for April 2022 with the local title of Mrs. Omaha. Melissa's platform focuses for the year 2021 and 2022 is on PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder awareness and educating women, especially young women, on tracking their cycles. After many years and several doctors, she was diagnosed with PMDD in 2015 and also had successful treatments for adhesions, fibroids, endometriosis, and adenomyosis in 2021. She hopes to help further research on these conditions, promote the education of menstrual cycle tracking to aid in early detection of reproductive system disorders, help create awareness of mood disorders caused by the menstrual cycle, and be an advocate for suicide prevention as 30% of women with PMDD attempt suicide. Melissa has a Bachelor's of Science in Marketing Management from Bellevue University and a Master's of Arts in Leadership from Bellevue University. She has been honored by the Santa Lucia Festival Committee for her dedication to the Italian Festival with the Outstanding Member Award in 2001 and Member of the Year in 2006. In addition, she was honored to be the committee's first female vice president in 2008 to 2011 and president in 2011 to 2012. Melissa's Gallup strengths are individualization, command, significance, learner, and activator. Melissa, we are so very happy and honored to have you here um, on Education with an Edge. This is the one of the only podcasts that is dedicated to not just youth, but also the education of suicide prevention and anti-bullying. And so I think that your platform and your advocacy just go so hand in hand with what we're trying to do. So thank you so very much. Um, so we'll just get right into it. Um, since this podcast is dedicated to encouraging and inspiring young people, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you grew up? Absolutely. Um
0: Thank you for reading my bio. It was a lot longer than I anticipated I'm, when I wrote it. Well, you're wrote so it out. successful. So, <laughs> I am a born and raised Nebraska girl. Like it said, um, have always lived in Omaha. Um, K through 12 attended the Catholic school system here in Omaha. Went to Our Lady of Lords, and I am a Mercy girl. Go Monarchs! Anyone that's out there, um, I my parents are amazing. They just celebrated their 47th wedding anniversary. Um, have a sister that's four and a half years older than me. Um, Love community service and working with the Santa Lucia Festival Committee over the years. It's been in my family since it started, so very important. Um, I love traditions. I love being involved in meeting new people, meeting successful women, women empowering women, um, and really just learning for people to share their stories because it can impact anybody that's out there.
1: Absolutely. Well, and I love that. I love how proud of your culture you are and and the work that you've done through the San Lucia Festival. And I I always love to attend that. So um, not only is it great food, but it's great people. So um, that's amazing. And the committee did a fabulous job this year. They did awesome. Awesome. So you know, you're very passionate about, um, the condition that I really wasn't, I'll be very honest, wasn't even aware of or that it existed, but it's called PMDD. Um, would you please tell us a little bit about your journey with PMDD and what you want our viewers to know about this diagnosis um, and that affects so many women? Absolutely. Um, PMDD, it
0: stands for premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Um, And a lot of times it gets misdiagnosed because the symptoms, you have to have five of the symptoms trackable for at least three months before a doctor will diagnose you. There's not a simple test. Um, A lot of people, like you said, are not even for familiar with PMDD. Um, And I've learned, especially in the United States, many women are taught that All women have periods. We go through moods. We have a cycle. Just deal with it and suck it up. Um, And then also taught that life stressors can impact our mood and up and down. So it's very hard to get diagnosed. And it's also a lot of times if doctors are not educated, it's misdiagnosed as bipolar. Um, And many women just feel very lost because they're taking medications that may not work. They're being treated for something that they do not have. Um, And that's Even my own story, I had not ever heard of PMDD until 2015. Um, I thought after a divorce and then going through another toxic relationship, it was just being a single mom, having life stress. I just obviously couldn't handle stress well. Um, Depression and anxiety. I was actually bounced to different counselor, to different counselor and psychiatrist and treated just for depression and anxiety. And it would take the edge off of what my symptoms were, um, but it never fully got better. Um, My symptoms and... We'll get to 2015 when I was diagnosed. Now I know and can look back, um, making very irrational choices, whether it was from a financial situation, um, from just immediate gratification, um, just to make yourself feel better. Um, Alcohol abuse was in there. Um, excessive binge eating, your food cravings are huge. Where you could eat a whole bag of Oreos by yourself and not think anything of it, and then move on to eating Taco Bell 20 minutes later. Um, so it usually leads to weight gain, and then feelings of hopelessness. Um, I actually I would have rage triggers where I would go from being my happy positive self one day to the next day yelling and screaming at everybody to the point of being completely irrational, like not even making sense. Um, And that, as it keeps going and keeps going, you just feel completely out of control. And that's where the suicidal thoughts came from. Um, Like you said, 30% of women with PMDD do attempt suicide. Um, Statistic wise, we don't know how many are like me that had suicidal thoughts. Every month of, you know, I'm putting my kid through hell. I'm putting my family through hell. I'm not happy at work. I'm gaining weight excessively. And it wasn't until 2015 where I now, when I started dating my now husband, Logan, that we realized that there was a pattern. It was at that time, always around the 10th of the month. And it was for 10 to 14 days. And it would be similar to the kids would drive me crazy, little things like they put the fork in the wrong place. It would lead to a two-day anger binge and conversations and, you know, if they forgot a missing assignment and the same with my husband of, you know, if he slept later than me, I was annoyed the whole day, like just completely irrational things. Um, and so I did end up, I had an annual appointment set up with my OBGYN at the time and I had talked to her and she was a little bit familiar with PMDD. Um, and she kind of knew base knowledge of it. So we treated from a depression side of taking antidepressants during that time, just my cycle. Um, for a few months we tried that and it wasn't, it balanced it out some, but it wasn't Doing a lot. Um, So, after her research, we continued just to take antidepressants continuously. Um, So, it went from at that time being treated for PMDD to going back to being treated with depression and anxiety. And that's what a lot of women face. They bounce back and forth with medications that don't work, and there's not enough research to know. How to treat it, um, or even how to go about it, and every woman is different because PMDD is your brain cannot handle the influx of hormones during your cycle, and it you just you feel completely out of control. Um, So I met you through the 2020 Mrs. Nebraska pageant, and a few months before the pageant, my symptoms started coming back really bad um and of course didn't want to say anything i was fine here i was promoting being a confident woman i was going to go out on stage Um, and it was actually a hard time before the pageant um, i actually gained 50 to 60 pounds back um, from my symptoms just from not feeling like myself when you don't feel good you just you give into those hunger cravings. Um, My rage was back. um, Very little patience. And it impacts your daily life. It impacts your relationships. You don't want to go to work. You don't even want to get out of bed. Um, And that's not me. My normal personality is go, go, go constantly through the day. Um, I was blessed during that pageant. I still, I didn't want to drop out of the pageant. So put myself out there and rocked that stage as best as I could met all of you fabulous women, um, that are now in my life and actually met my current doctor, Dr. Jamie Seaman, um, who won Mrs. Nebraska 2020. And when I got to the point, it was about September, October last year. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I need to just face this, face it how do we deal with it? Um, and I reached out to Jamie and, you know, kind of hinted at, hey, you know, do you know any doctors that look at PMDD? I'm at my wit's end. And she's like, I'm taking new patients. I'm like, oh, okay, see you then. So <laughs> made an appointment. Um, and she's just been a blessing. She has educated herself about PMDD and other conditions that can be caused from the menstrual menstrual cycle and how they even relate to your diet and your exercise and everything like that. Um, we immediately did blood work. Um, and on top of, yeah, Yes, stay with the antidepressants, excuse me. We tried different forms of birth control, even though my tubes were tied, just to cut off my cycle to see if that would work, Um, which it did. But then with my other conditions that you listed, it became harder and harder. Um, So we did make the decision in March. I had a full hysterectomy. We left my ovaries, Um, but just night and day difference. Um, The blood work showed I was actually deficient in vitamin D. Um, major deficiency, and so started taking that, and that with the combination of the birth control and the antidepressants made night and day different. I could get up in the morning. I could work. I could be with my family. I could go do the normal things that I love to do. I felt like myself again, Um, but then I was still living in pain on top from having endometriosis, from having adhesions, Um, which I had removed several times, that the pain just was adding to on top of the PMDD. Um, After March, though, once we took care of that and knowing I still have PMDD, without living in pain, it's so much more manageable. And a lot of the conditions that I did have, PMDD is my main focus. But even the endometriosis um, can be identified sometimes through tracking your cycle. And I was like any other teenage girl. You were taught, get a calendar circle your start date when you start bleeding, put a line through it, and then when you end, so you know when your period's going to start. But you're not taught to track the symptoms of what did you eat that day? what, How was your mood? Were you in pain? Did you have a headache? Were you dizzy? Um, were people driving you just crazy that day? And that information to your doctor, We are always asked, when was your last menstrual cycle? But very few doctors do ask, okay, how are you feeling? What were the symptoms? And that can really lead to not only PMD diagnosis, but looking at endometriosis and other conditions that can impact us as women.
1: And I would assume, I mean, first of all, I think that it's just phenomenal what you're doing because how many women, I mean, and maybe myself included, like get to that time and are like, well, I'm just completely crazy. Or I mean, I've, I've canceled events or Mm -hmm. whatever before as well, just because you're not feeling yourself and you are a little bit more depressed, but you're going to help so many women and young girls put, kind of give this a a voice and actually say, no, this isn't normal. Like there are things that you can do to help this, but, um, I mean, how many, How honestly, how many young women and girls are out there that are just like, have been suffering in silence because it, I mean, and thank you also for being willing to step out there because it's very much so been kind of a taboo type topic. Oh, very taboo. And, and for women, you know, it's like, we're kind of not supposed to, and we could get into a whole dialogue about that, but you know, it's this not supposed to happen, you know, because society is uncomfortable with it. Yes. And it's like, no, this is something that happens during childbearing years. I mean, from the time that you're approximately 12 years old yep. uh, and sometimes early as nine. Right. Cause I taught middle schoolers for a long time. So I know that. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it, happens. I mean, until sometimes you're into your forties mm-hmm. and fifties. So, um, just having, and you don't want to have to give up that large portion of your life. Because if you think about it, that's, that's a huge duration of time. It is. And
0: I look back and I've had, I had to come to terms with it Mm -hmm. um, because there's so much of your life, because it's almost two weeks out of the month if it's left untreated, that Your behavior can be completely irrational and your family and friends don't know what's wrong, and you can lose relationships. And you can, you know, being in support groups now online, many women have to quit their jobs or lose their jobs because they're missing so much work or their behavior at work is just erratic because they're untreated. Um, I was one that it was taboo. I didn't want to talk about it when someone would bring up antidepressants. I'm like, Oh yeah, I take them. They're cycle related. I would never go into my symptoms. I would never talk about how I was feeling. Um, I definitely wasn't going to tell people that once a month I felt suicidal. You know, I didn't want people looking at me like, what is wrong? What is wrong with her? Um, but I have learned to have that voice. And even I started speaking out about PMDD um, when I had to defer the Mrs. Omaha title last year for 2021, just back in April. And just knowing when I posted that of why I was deferring, I received over 100 messages that day of women of how did you get diagnosed because my daughter acts this way or I used to act this way and now it's coming back. And even some of my former employees have reached out and they're like, I see you post about PMDD all the time. I I think that's what I have. And, you know, directing people to go talk to their doctor. And if their doctor has never heard of it, find another doctor. Um, Referring them over to IAMPD, which is the International Society for reproductive mood disorders and they have a lot of support resources on there from articles to Facebook groups that you can meet other women um, and then also they have a doctor directory of OBGYNs and family practitioners that have devoted some education to PMDD um, so it doesn't get my, misdiagnosed. Um, many of these women that I've learned and have talked to, they have been on bipolar meds for years and it's it hasn't helped and you know, 30% try to commit suicide. We don't know how many think of committing suicide. Um, statistics are showing one, this impacts one in 20 women. So it's a large group of women that are suffering in silence. And the taboo of society has made it so hard to step up and say, hey, something is wrong. Um, and it's not one of the normal mental health disorders that are, that's talked about. Um, so it immediately goes to depression, anxiety, bipolar, which that's part of it, but it's not what is causing it. Um, the hormones and the influx and just cycle driven completely.
1: Well, and I would assume that with the meds or trying to treat, um, and we, and that is a huge part of, of the show and what, what I'm trying to do and what we're trying to do at Education with an Edge is like put an actual face because in this country for so long, mental health awareness Mm -hmm. um, has also had a stigma, has had a negative stigma. So I would imagine that going to different doctors and it kind of being bandaged as one thing is depression or bipolarism, but you're not treating what's actually going on. What the root causes. Yes. And so thank you for being brave and for stepping out there. And like you said, um, so many individuals coming forward and saying, Hey, that sounds like my mom. That sounds like my sister, you know, um, that sounds like me, that Mm -hmm. sounds like something. So it actually gives them something, um, to identify with what they're going through. Yeah, I think that that's amazing.
0: And I love that they just, you know, they have someone to turn to, Um, because I know I didn't. Um, And so I love the messages. I love hearing from people and just being a voice and hearing how much they hurt. Um, Because a lot of people don't understand, you know, if you're explaining to someone, hey, I don't feel like myself two months, two weeks out of the month, you know, that's hard to understand. Um, And with the relationships, a lot of people just think you have no patience, that you can't handle stress. And there's a lot of women out there that need help and guidance with it.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you for all of your advocacy, um, certainly towards your, uh, platform PMTD, PMDD, which is so very important. And, um, we can't wait to see, I mean, what, what you're gonna do. And I'll do a little bit of a follow up question. So for your year, um, you know, what would you like to what would you like to do or how could we help you implement what you'd like to do with your cause in terms of education and things for young young women? Um, or women in general?
0: Um, My main goal right now, Nebraska does not have any support group locally, um, especially in the Omaha-Lincoln area across the state for PMDD. Um, So I want to work with local doctors and hospitals to start more awareness of PMDD. Um, I also hope to Go into high schools and middle schools where and teach young women how to track your cycle. Um, it's a lot easier now with technology. You can do it right on your iPhone. You can download an app and you push buttons of this is how I'm feeling today, and make it a habit every day. That when if something does happen, you can go to your doctor and say here here's everything. Um, and I've taught my daughter how to do that. And you know of course teenage girls aren't going to be perfect at it, um, but she's seen my struggle and she does have severe PMS and so she sees the ups and downs too, and it helps me on day-to-day be like, okay, let's just take a step back and things like that, but really to teach young girls more about their cycles and what conditions could happen and how important it is to understand your body and what it's doing on a daily basis.
1: Absolutely, so important, and I was even think about that because I have a Fitbit, and that is one of the. Yes. that's one of the. It's one of the options. Yeah, it's one of the options. So I do think that companies and things are catching on, which is is it's good awesome because they need to be supporting women and the issues that affect us. So it's awesome. Um, not to kind of change gears, but just one of the things that um. I'm, I want to talk about and want to touch on is that you have a remarkable career that empowers women and encourages leadership skills. Can you talk with us a little bit about your job and what led you to it? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I'm a credentialing
0: manager at Arius Medical Group, um, which is now a medical solutions company. Um, I have. Now 29 people that report through me, and they are all amazing. Um, We work with individuals, whether it's nurses, physical therapists, occupational therapists, lab techs, x-ray techs to fill in work gaps at local hospitals and facilities that if someone's on maternity leave or if they're short-staffed, um, that they fill in for that gap for them. Um, and, of course, we want to make sure for patient safety that they have the right credentials, they have the right license. Um, so my team, they are running backgrounds every day. They're making sure where people say, I worked here, that they really did work there and that they have the appropriate licenses. Um, as a leader, I love my job because... The day-to-day tasks of it is not my main job. Developing my team and encouraging my team to step out of their comfort zone and um, it's the best thing I do every day. Um, I've had a lot of employees that I'm like, okay, you need to pick up the phone and go call this person and blank stare. Um, but to see them empower themselves and pick up that phone and have a conversation, um, or to develop a project from start to finish and have that, I did this, um, encouraging each other and really, asking people, is this what you want to do? I, I'm i never going to be the leader that's offended if in five years you want to be in another position. You're doing the job now. Let's get you to that spot. Um, and that's what I love about my job and being day-to-day working with people.
1: Well, and that's what makes you such a great leader. And I always like to touch on the career at Education with an Edge because they're so... There are so many options for young people, but a lot of young people don't know what kind of careers are out there and the many different versatile aspects of each career. And so obviously, like, The staffing industry is a huge part of that. So if you're a go-getter and and you are a motivator, um, a young person could could move into that role easily. And so um, that's especially your position was so very important, I'm sure, during COVID-19. Yes. And our sales team,
0: if you're power of persuasion, it's a good area to get into sales and just really build your confidence and... You can do that in any job, but find something you're passionate about. For me, it was going from, I was in the insurance industry for 16 years, strict sales, and I wanted to do something where my product was genuinely helping people, and it's a little bit harder to sell since our product's people, um, but just knowing that they're going in every day and treating patients is awesome.
1: Yes. Well, thank you for you and your um, staff and what you do for all of us. Um, what are some of the values that, that you've learned from your career? Over the years, the main
0: thing, and I I say this every day at work, is the work will still be there. Um, To treat people, they all have lives outside of the four walls of our work. And what we go through on a daily basis, their production can be impacted by anything that's happening outside that door. We don't know a lot about their lives, Um, kids, family, pets, what conditions they may be going through. Um, so if my leads or if someone else on the team is just giving feedback about poor performance of making sure that we're taking every step of, hey, this isn't like you. What's going on? People don't wake up in the morning and say, let's go do a bad job at, at work. You know, That's that's rare. Um, so make sure that we're treating overall person. Um, and that's what I love about my company. We have that culture of Work-life balance, you know, don't miss your kids' activities. If you are having a family emergency, go take care of it. Um, Always, there are consequences if there is negative behavior, but of course want to treat you like a person and that you're able to do that things. And the leaders that are able to do that, you have lower turnover and you see people soar. You see people's confidence soar. And just someone who may come in, first job, very meek, very humble, who's now standing up and training people, it just gives you the best – motivation to keep going as a leader but everybody has a life outside of those work walls and they need to be treated as such.
1: I love that that is your philosophy and your company's philosophy because that is something that I think our world definitely needs to catch on to as well that um you know to treat employees you know with with respect obviously and that that's right. I mean I used to try to do that in my class I mean I used to do that in my classroom too. We don't know what's happening to those kids, uh, you know, anyone outside of these walls. So very, very good advice. Um, What is one obstacle that you have faced in your life, Melissa, and how have you overcome it?
0: Uh, The PMDD has been the hardest obstacle Um, just because for so many years, it felt like I was out of control. And even when you get that diagnosis, you have to look back and face your past of any of the decisions that you made, um, whether it's your diet, your exercise, or broken relationships, or the pure rage that most women with PMD do encounter. Um, And really still loving yourself and finding that confidence that Last year, it took a lot knowing I had gained 60 pounds to get out there on a stage in a swimsuit, but I needed it for me, and I needed it to empower me to keep moving forward. Um, But you do have to come to terms with your past before you had your diagnosis and decisions that you made, um, people that you may have hurt. Um, And even for me, a lot of it was turning my back on God and having no faith at all. I'm like, if I can feel like this constantly he must not exist. And I know that, you know, that being raised strict Catholic hurt my parents' heart. And um you have to find your faith again too. So it's been a long journey, but it's been worth it. And knowing what caused all those things just helps me move forward and then also want to help other people.
1: I just can't thank you enough for your transparency and for your honesty and your realness because a lot of the young people that I work with that we see out there, they see someone like you and they think She's got it all together. And I think it's so important for individuals like yourselves to have courage to come out and say, yes, this is my life now, but these are the obstacles and struggles that I've had. Mm -hmm. And this is how I overcame them. And you can as well. Um, And I also think that we as women, you touched on something very important. It's like we're oftentimes our worst critics, right? I mean, because I see see you and obviously I was like, oh my gosh, she's beautiful. And you don't even, you know, but you're your worst Every day, me sometimes. So, having that positive self talk is so very important. Um, and and yeah, it's just number one, loving yourself. Um, what is one piece of advice with that that you would give to a young person who is struggling today? Don't be afraid to talk. Um, that was one thing I really had to learn. That I was
0: embarrassed of my behavior. I was embarrassed of my symptoms and. I didn't trust any of my friends, any of my family to have those conversations, and I suffered in silence, and I lost a lot of time in my early 20s and 30s, and it's not worth it. If you are feeling hopeless in any way, or you feeling something is not right with your body, have a conversation. you know, find, even if it's an online support group, find someone that you can talk and have a conversation to push you to the next step. Um, because getting a diagnosis, whatever may be wrong, and moving forward and living your life and putting yourself out there to do big and wonderful things, no matter what you're doing, it's, it's worth it.
1: And it's a long road, but day by day, you get there. Excellent advice. Um, And with that, what is one quote that you live by?
0: Mine is actually a very simple one. I am a Disney person. I love love me some Mickey Mouse. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I have it throughout my house, but it's a Walt Disney quote of, if you can dream it, you can do it. Um, It's short, sweet. It gets to the point of, if it's in your brain, that means you have the knowledge and the skills somewhere in you to accomplish it and just go for it. You might fall on your face, but you at least tried um, where a lot of people wouldn't.
1: Absolutely. And I think Walt Disney is so perfect. I like to use him a lot with kids because he failed so multiple times, times <laughs> yes. and never gave up. So if you get the history or you get the opportunity to research that history, that's so interesting. Um, and, and that's an excellent quote as well, um, to use because yeah, he, he's the, and, and had the longevity of success. Yes. I mean, look at, at everything that he created in his legacy as well. Speaking of legacies, <laughs> what do you want your legacy to be? Or what do you want people to remember you by?
0: You know, if you would have asked me that 10 years ago, um, I would have been someone Why well, I want a vice president title. I want to be making so much money. I want to do this. I want to do that. And, I have pushed back that, you know, I want to be remembered someone that was there for my husband and kids, um, was there for the community, that wanted to help people, even if it was a small way, even if it's a conversation. Um, and since this is such a taboo topic of cycle, someone that was brave enough to step forward um, and just encourage people. So many things people are scared to do. Just get out there and do it. I mean, you're not, you're not going to regret trying and it may lead you to the best opportunity and meeting the best people in your life. So just keep going. Such,
1: such great advice and very, very wise words. Um, what is one of your greatest accomplishments, accomplishments or the things that you are most proud of?
0: Um, my life right now is one of my proudest moments. I've had to face a lot. And like I said, you have to face your past and, Having hard conversations with my husband and even sitting my two teenagers down and saying, you know, hey, I apologize for A, B and C and here's what's going on. And, you know, especially my son, he he really doesn't understand the female cycle and, you know, but he's been great and knowing that I'm trying to move forward. Um, But then from a community service standpoint, um, being the first female to hold vice president and president of Santa Lucia was huge. Um, I lost my Italian grandma back in 89. I was nine years old um, and I always held on to the festival as one of the last pieces I had from her um, since it had been in our family for so long. But just knowing that work kept the hard work that I did helped keep a tradition alive, and I'm not as involved as I used to be, but just watching people still take that on and wanting it to continue, um, we all had a part in that, and so it is one of my greatest accomplishments that my kids get to see Santa Lucia. They get to see what it was um, to our ancestors and how important our past is to our future.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So, and just kind of following up with that. So, our viewers are going to want to follow you. They're going to want to see what's going on with the title of Mrs. Omaha. Um, What are some of the events that you have coming up um, where we can support you? And if you want to share with us your social media platforms so that we can get on there and see what all the great things you're doing, because you do a ton. So, I
0: appreciate very, that. Very, very dedicated. <laughs> She's
1: very dedicated. Um,
0: on Facebook, I do have a Mrs. Omaha page. You can search 2021-2022 Mrs. Omaha, Melissa, Melissa Roth, and I post any events that I'll be doing. And also post a lot of information about PMDD um, and other mental disorders that you can learn more about. It's a nice c- kind of confidential way that you can read on your phone and learn more about it. Um, and then on Instagram, it's MRoth1031. I po- post a lot there. Um, I'm hoping to do some big events coming up. I'm going to be participating in the 50 mile march um, in August, where I'm working with walking with a bunch of people who are awesome to support homeless veterans and raising money for that. And it's for me going to be one of the most physical challenges that I've taken on, but. I want to remember I can do hard things and try my best to make it from Lincoln to Omaha. Um, And then I will be working a variety of different events with PACE, which is police athletics community. Um, They provide free athletics, soccer, football, and baseball mainly to the community of Omaha. Um, And it's great to see those kids running around and having, you know, they may not have the best baseball bat or cleats, but they're up there and they are the next MVP of that game. And so helping in the concession stands and just their different clinics. So that's what I have coming up right now.
1: That's so exciting. Um, yeah, you are not going to want to miss um, following this, this young lady. You do so much. I'm always like blown away by um, just all the community service and the wonderful organizations that you're supporting in the Omaha metro area. And We're so very excited to watch you and your journey, um, and I commend you as do our viewers for being an advocate for PMDD and all the women that you are going to help through through this process and through your advocacy. So thank you, Melissa. Thank you so much. And thank you for being here with us today on Education with an Edge. Um, Once again, my dear friend, Miss Melissa Roth, um, Mrs. Omaha, um, was with us today. And if you have um, any questions... um, about PMDD. You can reach out to her on her social networks. Um, she is definitely an expert in the area and can help you with that. And also we want to support you here at Education with an Edge. If you're a young person or a person in general that is struggling with suicide or suicidal ideations, that is our mission here. Um, or if your child is being bullying, bullied, um, we have partnered with some great resources, um, the Boys Town Suicide Hotline. We can connect you with, um, Teachers, coaches, and mentors who can help them um, get through that um, difficult time in your life. But we want to remind you that we are grateful for you. We need your light. We need you here. Don't give up. So uh once again, this is Jaquel Lane with Education with an Edge, and we hope you have a great day. Thank you.
0: If you have a question or just want to learn more, go to jaquelane.com. Thanks for listening to Education with an Edge, a Huda Media Production.